Hello, everyone. Welcome to Across the Pond. Today, I get to speak with Aubrey. There's a lot of law talk. A lot of talk about law, copyright, intellectual property. If that stuff bores you, listen to this anyway, because it's really good. If you do anything when it comes to streaming or YouTube or you have your own podcast, whatever it is, if you're posting stuff on the internet, you should probably listen to this because she actually does a really good job of explaining everything. It helped me a lot, and I only had to listen to it once. You get the pleasure of listening to it multiple times, so be sure to listen to it. She was very good at trying to explain everything in a way that made sense, which was very, very helpful, especially for me. A few things I do want to say real quick before we get into the episode, kind of like a housekeeping thing. The audio on this one might be a little scuffed. Uh, My computer's been having problems recently. I don't know what's been going on. Uh, and so if there are some parts where it's really quiet, I've done my best to edit it. I promise you that. Uh, I just want to be transparent going th- uh, forward that computers having problems. I'm doing my best. You know, technology, audio problems. What, what, what can you do? You can't do anything about it. Anyway, I hope that you enjoy this talk that I have with Aubrey. It was very, very, very informational. Hi there, Aubrey. Oh, shoot. Hello? Hello, Aubrey? Hello? Hi yeah, there. Good. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. It's Sunday and then tomorrow, another work week. So, yeah, yeah. making the most of it. Yeah, I get that. I have to go. I, I thankfully have Mondays off, which is super, super nice. But Oh, I, that's nice. Yeah, because here's the thing. I, I don't necessarily hate Mondays. I just hate the first day of my work week, which is a Tuesday. Oh, exactly. Oh, for me, it's Monday because oh. I had this um, weekend hangover of like, oh, my God, um, I'm enjoying movie watching or doing some stuff and then have to go early in the morning and then have meetings from 8 to almost 6. So. Oh, shoot. What do you do? Ma- Oh, I'm an intellectual property analyst in a university here in California. So basically, I am doing dealing much more on contracts, agreements, and inventions like patents, copyrights, or trademarks. When I'm when they're asking me like, "Hey, what do you do while work?" It's like very complicated and um dynamic and complex because um it's intellectual property. So I deal with patents, sometimes inventions or engineering stuff or science stuff. There are times I deal with law like contracts. There are times I deal with biology and plants, but there are times also I deal with um business or trademarks. So it's so complicated yeah it sounds super complicated like i don't even know where to start asking in terms of all that stuff like like how did that start what what made you want to become like a what did you say was a intellectual property manager i'm not a manager it's just um an analyst oh an analyst gotcha gotcha yeah, an intellectual property analyst. Well, it starts when I was in college because um, I've 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 took pre law course, and I love like studying law. Um, honestly, I love memorizing rather than doing math because uh, it's not that I hate math. It's just that I'm not really my I'm not really into like solving problems like with formulas and stuff. And I really want to be a lawyer. So what I did is I took pre law course and I figured out 
about this one type of law called intellectual property, which is very interesting because you get to know more about innovation, research, protecting one's intellectual creation. Okay. So like, for example, you've invented something, then you can patent it, you can register it to protect it from infringement or from other people copying it. For example, you made something like an art- artwork or a music or a song or a literary work, then you can copyright it. You can protect it using copyright. Or, for example, um, in my case, like a podcast, I made a logo of my podcast and I want it to be um, mine and I don't want other people using it for other purposes, then I can register it for trademark. So um, I got this um, happiness and enjoyment in helping other people, especially inventors and students, to protect their intellectual property at the same time, share to other people the beauty of innovation. You know, like uh, making kinds of inventions or technology that would make life easier and that would help certain communities. So that what really spurs my interest on in intellectual property. Holy cow. That was a mouthful. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's so no. hard to explain the no. intellectual property because most people like to ask, hey, what is that? Is that something? And also the good thing about it is whatever degree or background you have, you can also um, apply to it because it it's involved in different um subjects or topics such as engineering, science, law, business, marketing, and many more. So you can fit within those, um, for example, whatever degree you have, you yeah. can work on it. Gotcha. What's like your most favorite, uh, I'll say category uh, to work with? Are you, are you super into like music or is it podcasts or is it, you know, say uh, books or something like that, that you really just enjoy more than maybe something else? Um, I had an opportunity to work on like the science, the engineering side, the plans, and then the music is my past job. I, I work on a Latin American music distribution label. But what I love the most is copyrights and trademarks. Copyrights mm. because um, it's so interesting that you get to um, study or look into um, what are the things that are being protected. Especially I like it when... Um, I learned so many cases of like songs, for example, the infringements or what happened when somebody like copied one and one one stuff to another. And then I also like copyrights because it's it tells you a story too. like what are the things that you have to register? What are the things that you have to protect? What are the ways that you can do to protect it? And trademarks is for business. So like logos, because I enjoyed visual stuff, like rather than just reading, because on trademarks, you have logos and marks. You have you have to study um, different logos. What are the ones that are being protected? And then if you see, sometimes it's funny because if you make a trademark search to check if, for example, example a logo is already registered or used in another country or in another state then you could see like how creative people are by like using the names and then changing just the font but Mm -hmm. it's not registrable still because it's just a change of font and you make a consumer confused about it so i like i like trademarks and copyrights more because um 
patents, you need to have a lot of um, patience and understanding on the technicalities or the science stuff. Mm -hmm. But on copyrights and trademarks, it's a free-flowing kind of topic wherein you can explore more, which is the ones that mostly people are interested in. Music, poem, literary works, logos, or business. So copyright and trademarks, I think is the one that I enjoyed the most. Gotcha. So because you're, st you're talking about copyright stuff, I have a big question. And you might not know anything about this, but I'm just kind of curious as to yeah. maybe your your uh, take on it. Um, so do you know anything about Twitch? Oh, Twitch, yeah. yeah. My husband and my brother-in-law are streaming most of games. So oh, <laughs> I've sick. been watching Twitch. Nice. Yeah. So then you're probably rather familiar with the whole DMCA thing that went down recently, yeah? Oh yeah, the DMCA, yeah, that's yeah. one of the one of the laws about copyrights, I think that is yeah. making noise. <laughs> yeah, would you be able to kind of just maybe give a little bit of like why that's happening and like maybe what the laws are about that if you know anything about it? That is. Um, well, because DMCA, well, basically, when we say, first, we should define copyright. When we say copyright, it's a wide range of um, creations of the mind or kind of intellectual property. So it's not just, for example, like the book that you write or the poem that you write. It's also like musical, literary, and artworks. So it goes, for example, the videos, the podcast, the music, the sound recording, the even the the, the architecture, the sculpture, the painting goes um, or were covered by um, intellectual property, specifically copyrights. So, for example, let's say I do um, streaming. Um, well, I do games or let's say for instance um, I made a podcast and make a live stream telling about the topic that I wanted. So, I'm recording it and that's my ownership. That's my copyright. It's 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 mine because I'm the one who started it. I'm the one who um, opened it for live stream. My ideas are being transformed or expressed into a tangible form that um, I have the proof of saying that, hey, this is mine because I started this one. Mm -hmm. It's the original thought that I have and I have a video to prove that it's mine. And when I when I release that one because for example it's a live stream for the public but the people are watching it the people are gaining something out of it learning something out of it then that copyright is mine when you post it for example on youtube for example somebody posted my live stream to in youtube then therefore um they're sharing it it depends really. They're sharing it for maybe what purpose? Maybe they just they're just a fan, or they just wanted to share it. But if they share it for the purpose of okay, I will share it into YouTube so I can have more views and then generate um, like pay per view kind of thing. Then it's for like commercial use. Then your copyright, you're infringing on my copyright. Mm. So that's the the basic thing about it. For Twitch, when you do streaming, sometimes you use background music coming from songs, right? From the yeah. other, from other artists. Maybe you put it on Spotify or you put it on like a certain music platform, and then you've you've played it on your Twitch or on your live stream. And then, for example, you use background sounds from the games the the gaming um the gaming app let's say 
your streaming Valorant or Counter-Strike or stuff like that. Then there's a lot of copyright kind of thing there that encompasses the whole live stream. Mm-hmm. So it's really complicated, especially that um, you don't own the you don't own the game, you don't own the music in the game, you don't own the music that sometimes you play within those um, those um, live streams or those Twitch live streams. So um, I think there are, currently I think Twitch deleted um, a lot of videos with the strong copyrighted infringement content because um this DMCA is one is being mainstream already because of the cop because of stringent copyright laws and um let's say methods that they're they're implementing it, it people are getting aware of what to use what to um how to acknowledge or recognize someone because you can't just for example get something in the internet and post it without um saying that oh um okay this is made by this one but i'm gonna use it it's not enough that you acknowledged or you can just sometimes you put no copyright infringement intended it will not um let's say exempt you from having corporate infringement mm. complications just because you said that you put no copyright infringement intended if you don't ask permission to the owner of that copyright then therefore even if you put no copyright infringement intended or you acknowledge it that owner could still run after you and say that hey that's my um copyright that's my um creation so therefore it's mine you didn't ask permission so it's really best to ask permission to the owner of the copyright before you get to use it mm. but th- but then lastly <laughs> um i'm so sorry because no, I'm no just... it's okay yeah keep going so um lastly they say this this thing called fair use so when you say fair use it allows you to use a portion of a copyrighted work for either a commentary a news reporting, a parody, or for educational purposes. So when we say for parody, like for example, um, uh, the example that I've learned from one of my trainings is, for example, Barbie. Barbie is a copyrighted work. It's it's popularly known. Somebody owns it. Somebody originated the work of Barbie. Mm-hmm. But let's say somebody sing a song. You know the the I think it's the Barbie from aqua the one that's saying like i'm a barbie girl something yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. so they were they they use the idea or concept of barbie they don't this the the singers own the doesn't own the idea of bar the, doesn't own the product barbie or the creation of a barbie but they use it in a song but it's sort of your um describing the barbie into like a funny thing because of the song can be considered as a parody maybe then therefore it's a fair use so even if you use mm. the uh, idea of not the idea but the con the the barbie itself it's fine because it's a parody when you do a parody a news reporting a commentary a criticism or for educational purposes then you can use that copyrighted work to a certain extent not the whole of it but to a certain extent so um dmca i think it's more of a digital and media not just a 
not the books, not the kind of stuff like that, but are more on the one that is happening on the internet, the media, the digital. In this digital age, we do streaming, we do recording on YouTube, we do a lot of like postings in Facebook or in other app platforms. So it's interesting to learn. Yeah, that is very interesting because, like, I had no clue that you could kind of take an idea. You know, like you're you're saying this like parody thing, or you know, for like some sort of educational purposes or something like that. I didn't realize that there were like I'll say workarounds for lack of a better term, but there were like workarounds to be able to use certain things. But then it also sounds like the law is just so old. Like we live in such a different age than when all of these copyright laws were created. That it seems the law is just outdated. Am I am I right in saying that? Maybe. Um. Ju- so it's like this: idea or concept itself is not registrable or copyrightable. For example, we're talking, and then I said, "Hey, um, I wanted to create, let's say." Um, an eyeglass where I can call if I, for example, don't know where I find the eyeglasses and then I just need to call that one and then the eyeglasses rings or something like that. Mm. And I said that one to you while on a conversation like this. And then suddenly you realize, oh, that's a nice idea. Let me do a prototype of it and let me try it and express it into a tangible form. And then I create, for example, you created it. So even if the idea is mine, since I didn't express it in a tangible and expressed manner, such as maybe manuscript, a prototype, or um, let's say I put it in a Word document, or I write it on a paper and save it as a proof that I express my idea, then if you write it first, then therefore that's copyrighted, even mm. if my idea is that even if that's my idea so what i've encouraged like my students or my friends when you think about something you have an idea write it or express it in a tangible form may it be like a manuscript or like a microsoft or a recording like you're recording yourself that hey this is my idea so that the idea alone is not protectable but the expression of it is is protectable so Mm. at least i have a proof that my idea is um, translated or transformed into something that I can I can have as a proof or evidence that it's my copyright. Wow, so. there's so much information behind that that I just never knew. <laughs> like that's insane. I didn't realize that there are so many just little nuances and uh, maybe not nuances, but you know, just so many little things about each different you know idea or each different you know piece of content or whatever it is that I just didn't know about it all. Yeah, it depends on the kind of copyright, like um, patents is mostly on like, for example, technologies or the the machines or the processes that a scientist or something invented. But copyrights, it's actually the most complex and dynamic because um, yeah, the videos, the, the poems, the books, the sculptures, even like the books transforming into movies, you call it derivative works or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even even the translations is also um, part of it. Trademarks, it's just uh, it's logos and names and let's say um, the taglines. You know, like so a lot of companies have these taglines. Mm-hmm. That's also on trademarks. There yeah. are there is also a trade secret that is not protected. That is, but it's called trade secret because the company 
doesn't disclose this one. Let's say, I think um, on my seminars, what I we what we always use for example is like you know KFC. They have this um, herbs and spices that they're saying in their commercial. Nobody knows about it. Nobody knows what are those herbs and spices and how does it goes beyond their chicken. So yeah. that's what you call trade secret. Or let's say the Coca Cola's um, ingredient as to um, how they make their beverage. No one knows about that one. So that's called trade secret or even Google's algorithm. They didn't disclose it or patented it or registered it, but it's a kind of intellectual property under trade secret. As long as no one knows or it will not be disclosed to the public, then it's safe and it's it's um it's an asset for the company. Then you called it a trade secret. So that's another IP. So then what if someone was to, yeah, and you might have just said this and I might have just missed it, but what if someone was to figure out that trade secret? Then it goes beyond the public domain, then it's not a trade secret. If somebody knows about that, if somebody knows about it, figured it out, and let's say um, divulge it into the public, then that loses the essence of a trade secret. That's why a lot of companies, what they do is they let people um, sign non-disclosure agreements or confidentiality agreements to keep the the asset or this trade secret of the company secret so once it's mm. divulged then it loses it's not a secret anymore then it goes to public domain that's a risk for trade secret because um you know one thing that i should i think um also share is these intellectual properties has term of protection it's not forever so for example patents you only have 20 years to protect mm -hmm. that patent under your name after 20 years then it goes beyond public domain then all people can use it all people can figure out any improvements on that invention or on that creation for copyrights it's life of the author plus um, 70 years after the death of the author. So as long as the author is alive, that's the term of protection of the copyright or her or his or her creation. After uh, an auth after the copyright owner dies, there's another 70 years of protection um, for that copyright. But it depends also what kind of copyright. For trademarks, it's forever as long as you wanted to um, use the logo that you have. Let's say the logo of your podcast, you register it for trademark. As long as you want to use it, you can renew it every 10 years. And then when you don't like to use the logo and you want it to change, maybe you can just abandon the logo. So hmm. that's it. <laughs> that's wow. just samples. That's incredibly interesting. Uh, see, here's the thing. I'm not very into law. I don't understand that stuff. It was one of those <laughs> things to when, <clears throat> excuse me, one sec. Sorry, <clears throat> I had to take a sip of tea. Um, I had something That's in my throat. Fine. When I was when I was in school, I never understood law because it confused me. Because I felt like there were just way too many little tiny things. Oh, by the way, if this happens. Oh, if by the way, if this happens. It's just like there's too many little things that I just can't remember. So it, it, I find it really interesting to learn more about that. It, yeah. It's so it's so strange to me just. The, the little things that you can get around when it comes to law and how specific the law has to be it's it's weird yeah it's 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 a good thing for you for um like someone to know about this laws at first really i think intellectual property is really complicated and like it's hard but when you 
had this interest and kind of learn about it it applies in daily in your daily lives and like ip is everywhere and anywhere like from the social media apps you're using from the phone you're using in your phone there's a lot of kinds of intellectual property um from the food that you're eating mm -hmm. or from the gadgets that you're using a lot of it there's a lot of intellectual property on it so it doesn't just it like um the impression that oh for intellectual property only um science persons or engineering people should should um ha be on that field no it's it welcomes everybody it welcomes anyone in different kinds of um specialization or field so even us podcasters we can use intellectual property such as the copyright to protect um our podcast episodes to also know which and what content or kind of stuff we can share or kind of like references or um, let's say we think we've shared something out of a certain movie or something something like that, then we will know to copyright to what extent we can share, to what extent we can use the content or how to properly cite or acknowledge something that aren't our idea or concept or stuff. So, so, yeah. so if I was to, because you know you're talking about all this, and I'm not going to lie, it's kind of scaring me in, in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> but like, what if I wanted to say copyright my podcast? Like, how would I go about doing all that? You can go on, um, it's, you, because the thing about copyright is it's not obligatory or compulsory that you register it. It's encouraged, because the moment that you, um, transformed your idea into something that is tangible or you express your idea into something tangible then that's already copyrighted automatically then when you register it on the in, on the copyright office of our let's say this country u.s copyright mm -hmm. office then that's another evidence that would like a legal evidence your legal proof that you own that copyright because you registered it it's an additional blanket of protection to you aside from your default protection that you express it on on a tangible form but you can register it under our copyright office you can go to the website there's process on how to register a podcast maybe i think it's under sound recording mm -hmm. and then there's a fee though that you need to pay because you will have a certificate a, um, a certificate that they will be sending to you as a proof that you own that podcast or that you own that um sound recording you can all i think you can you will also um send like uh, upload maybe like the request sound recording for that one there's a process but you can register your podcast you can register podcast mm -hmm. sound recording um youtube like the video if ever you have a video and you want it to be copyrighted mm -hmm. so that's just the step that you can go to register but you have to always make sure that um, you express it into something that you can show as a proof that, hey, I made this one. I express it in a tangible form. I'm the first one to have that that kind of thing expressed in a certain form. Yeah. Then, therefore, yeah, that's it. Mm, that's so interesting. What what kind of like got you down this road of wanting to go into to law? Like, what was that one point where where you decided, or you know, you heard something or whatever your thought process was in terms of like, yeah, you know, like this is kind of interesting. Like, I want to delve more into this whole law thing. 
um, ever since I was a kid, I really wanted to help other people. So um, I kind of have this um, perspective in my, um, in my or mindset in my life that um, whatever knowledge that I learned, it wouldn't reach its true purpose if I didn't get the chance to use that knowledge to help other people transform lives of other people or touch lives of other people or help other people to also know that thing so um i wanted to learn more about law so that i can help other people i can advise them give them ideas on how to how to do or deal with certain things or certain aspects at the same time i find law very helpful not just um in a certain aspect but in the totality of life in terms of you know the rules then you will know the right your rights you will know how to defend other people's rights as well or to help them so that's my main goal also to help other people at the same time i'm really fascinated about how law plays a vital role in different kinds of industries and fields so on every kind of aspect or field there's law in it there's policy on it so that what really spurs my idea for intellectual property i think because i got um, exposed in trainings about that when i had a chance to have an internship in an intellectual property in my university so i started my interest at the age of 16 17 so i learned the trade uh, trademarks the very first one is trademarks because it's the the best thing to start off because you see the logos Mm -hmm. you know there was a game like you have to guess the logo Mm -hmm. i'm really enjoying like playing that one because <laughs> i get familiar about the logos yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then what i do if i found it i'll check on it on on the internet hey is it registered okay what company is it oh that's interesting so that's mm. that's the start of it and there's beauty in research and innovation as a whole that you support scientists or people who created something that would make life easier, would solve a certain problem or thing, or a breakthrough that would cure, let's say, a certain um, illness or disease that we have in our society, or that would transform communities to have better living or better, um, let's say, better life a certain community. It, it depends on the invention or the creation. So I think that's what really interests me in this kind of field. That's really cool. <laughs> Simply because we don't we don't see a lot of people, especially nowadays, they say like, I just want to make money. I want to get smart. You know, I want to go to school, learn whatever it is that I want to learn and then somehow make money off of it. But I think it's really cool that you're doing this simply because of the fact that you're trying to use your information, the stuff that you learn to help other people. Not to mention, <clears throat> excuse me, not to mention that uh, it, the way that technology is going, you know, everything is starting to go online. You know, there's more music uh, artists, there's more streamers, there's more content creators in general. Um, and so it's very, very important to start learning these, you know, copyright things or laws and trademark mm-hmm. laws and all this stuff simply because of the fact that there's so much, so many more people out there that are doing it. If you just kind of go out there blindly, not really know what you know, to expect, you know, you, oh, you know, I'll just take this person's music. Like I'm small enough. I, I you know, they're not going to find me like it's, it's going to bite you in the butt in the long run. So it's really yeah. cool that you're going to, to do that. You don't hear a lot of people doing that. I really like that. Um, You talked real quick 
real quick, I'm just kind of curious. You talked about your students. Do you like run a school? Oh no, I'm I'm an advocate, an intellectual property advocate, and I I conduct or facilitate um, seminars or trainings to um, students or teachers um, through Zoom webinars or seminars about mm. basics of intellectual property for free. So I um, have this, let's say, sessions of teaching them, for example, okay, this is the basic of intellectual property. These are the kinds of intellectual property, and then um, I also in my past experience work experience i support students or teach students because i was a faculty advisor before mm -hmm. in a university um teaching students or helping students under intellectual property creation so when i said my st the students are my students because um i help them in terms of knowing what to do, how to register, how to protect their um, intellectual property or the crea or their creations of the mind. So that's it. Hmm. That's interesting. That's, re that's really cool. So first of all, thank you for giving me a short little introduction about all that and giving me my own little personalized <laughs> webinar. That's kind of cool. I appreciate Thank you. that. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to talk. I know I talk too much just no. because I like how I love how to explain it to people and to, um, you know, to open their eyes about the intellectual property because um, I know it's a, it's a topic that is already um, being, you know, being learned by other people through different issues or different aspects. But I'm really hoping that in the near future, people will learn more about intellectual property because it's a cool and a wonderful um aspect to explore on too yeah yeah it's very good and by the way don't feel like you know you j just talk because here's the thing like like I, like I was saying earlier a lot of people really don't know about this stuff so the more that you can get out and the more that you can explain it to help maybe you know ease some minds or, you know inform someone the better Oh, so yeah, that's also that. one of my purpose to really like um, share my knowledge so yeah. that people could learn. And um, when I give this, let's say this overview of intellectual property and then it they, it spurred their interest, then they can look into it and read more about it and figure out, oh, this might apply to the field of work that I am or the, the aspect or specialization that I would like to be into. May it be business. It, it, it applies maybe to business and marketing and podcasting and law. Or for example, you wanted to start a business or you wanted to write a book. You wanted to have the YouTube video, a YouTube um, channel, or you want to write a song. So it applies in different things. Yeah. Fascinating. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Do you help? I, I take it you help a lot with like your your. You said your husband, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your husband and then your brother, I think too. Do you do you you know deal a lot with that and just you know like making sure that they're okay? Oh, probably they're just um post like doing Twitch, not for like I think, um just for fun with friends yeah. and like that one. But I always the thing about it is my husband. I encourage him to explore intellectual property as well. So he's mm -hmm. dealing with intellectual property um lessons and um stuff. And he's also his work his work is related to intellectual property. I'm having gotcha. that I encourage and influence him to that. <laughs> he's playing a lot into games and. I keep on explaining to him that, hey, when you do like, for example, streaming, you don't use um, music that is not yours. Mm -hmm. Maybe what you can do is maybe use your, make your own 
background song if you wanted to have a background song and use that one because if you make your own you are 100 sure that you're not infringing anyone's copyrights mm -hmm. rather than just taking a wrist and uploading it because once you upload something on those streaming platforms it it stays there Mm -hmm. irrespective of you delete deleted in, in the like in the long run oh i don't wanna i don't i'm scared i might i might have infringed somebody i'll delete it it still goes there's still a record on it because internet is there <laughs> internet is yeah. always there that it leaves almost um, it leaves something out and st something out of it even if you deleted it so always ask them and make sure that hey you have to make sure that um when you stream even if it's just for friends or even if for example you do that one or for example um he has clips so he's playing this game called um valorant and mm -hmm. um he has this clips of when he's doing like um they call it ace or he do a lot of good stuffs in the video yeah. so he's getting that clips and i said okay when you upload it into um youtube to show it like hey these are the best of my games you have to put watermark in it or put your name on it because people can just easily download it and oh. upload re-upload it and say like hey look at how i do it i ace this this round if you don't put any copy, copyright or name on it or watermark on it, people can just easily download it or claim it. So it sucks or it's sad, it's frustrating, but you yourself should make necessary precautionary measures and ways on how to protect your own copyright by putting watermark on it, by putting like letter C copyrighted um, your name. Yeah. So that's a good like a suggestion that I'm suggesting mm -hmm. them like, hey, if you want to protect it, then you have to yeah. use that one, put watermarks and stuff. Wow. Man, I'm learning so much for when I actually start doing that again, try to kick it back out. This is a gold mine of information. This is so cool. Thank you. <laughs> now I know to cover my butt, not be an idiot. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll try and kind of uh, just a little bit kind of go off of this, uh, you know, because yeah. there's there's a lot of law talk and stuff like that. You know, it's it's something that one, it, it, it's a lot to take in for someone who doesn't really know. know what's going on. So you say that you enjoy traveling and stuff where where have you traveled oh so um i've i've traveled not a lot of countries but i also like i'm um, traveling doing different kinds of um, activities but i've been to um asian countries because initially mm. i'm from the philippines oh. and i transferred here i migrated here in america a couple of years ago and yeah but i enjoyed um going in different communities different places studying their culture mm. um learning something out of it learning a new language or two and then um mostly looking into i love how to see different places and they're like tourist spots. Yeah. So yeah, I like traveling, but um, I'm a kind of person that I wanted to travel with my family because at least I'm spending more time with them too yeah. and experiencing this um, travels with the person with the people that I love. So yeah, yeah so, I've been to Malaysia, Singapore, and Hong Kong, then oh. U.S. and Philippines. So gotcha. I know I know it's not a lot. <laughs> But yeah, I like those places, like 
the things that and also like foods yeah yeah, yeah. so you get to try foods and yeah mm-hmm. put it on the bucket list <laughs> i'm making bucket list every time that we travel Good. these are the things that i wanted to experience to go to or to eat and then i love collecting magnets like rough magnets of oh, different okay. countries or keychains so that's like my souvenir no that's really country. cool you know, that's really cool. I, I've uh, been blessed to be able to travel a lot. And so I wherever I travel, I like to collect different uh, pieces of money. So whether that be I, oh, yeah. I try to get like a coin, like one each uh, dollar amount. I don't know how you would do it. But you know how in the States we have like pennies and nickels and dimes and all that. Mm-hmm. I try to get one of each of those values in whatever currency in whatever country that I'm in. So like euros and check francs and all that. And then I also try and get the lowest bill amount you know whether that be like a five dollar bill or like a ten dollar bill i try to get that as well so i have money from all over i have japanese money i have swedish i have euro i have the pounds you know because of uh the uk i have swiss money canadian money you know so when you say you like to collect keychains and stuff that i I like the money that's just so cool to me it's so cool um real quick and then i'm just kind of curious how hard was it for you to because you said that you were originally from the Philippines. So how hard was it to like move to the States and then try and learn law? Because you're, you're, you're pretty young. And so all this information that you have about law and stuff, was it kind of hard to forget the Philippines, the Filipino law, and then try to like adopt the United States law? Like, was that difficult? Um, well, for me, because um, intellectual property, I really focus and specialize in intellectual property. Yeah. It has similar kind of laws and descriptions the only difference is maybe in terms of terms of protections and other specifics but ever since i was a kid i really learned not just the philippine laws but different country laws of different countries Mm -hmm. specifically international laws so it's also a bit of a challenge for you to really specifically know each of the foundations of intellectual property laws in america but it's a lot of readings a lot of trainings free attending free seminars or webinars from uh different organizations or different offices that um, tackles about intellectual property, a lot of YouTube videos, learning about the differences, also buying some books. So those are the things that I do. It's a struggle at first, but in the long run or in the in the in your journey towards learning it, there will, there will come a point that you will not be at first you will say oh my god there's a lot of books 100 pages reading that one and stuff like that but at the the end result having those knowledge and this kind of um wide perspective about this topic it will really make you ask for more knowledge it mm-hmm. it kind of increase your hunger for learning or your craving for learning and then it doesn't feel like you're reading it's it's like a journey for you to learn something new every day and you get to get your curiosity increases Mm -hmm. and as as much as you read more your curiosity wants more so that's that's i think the thing about it yeah no i i feel like that's true in almost anything uh you know like for example (laughs) i love technology you know i love computers i love all that stuff 
And so I, I love learning about that and I love continually learning about it. Like, of course, I'm not super smart in terms of like, oh, you know, you, you connect, you, you know, you type in blah, blah, blah. No, I don't know that stuff. I don't know, you know, like uh, code. I don't know any of that stuff. I just know like how to put a computer together and I kind of know the basics of like the parts and stuff and like, you know, all the new stuff coming out. I kind of understand benchmarks and whatnot. But it's so true when you say that. When you learn something that, you know, you're you're passionate about, it, it just continually, you're just like, I need to learn more. I need to learn more. And it's something that I love to do. I love learning simply because of that. <laughs> because when, when you're in school, you know, you're stuck on, for example, history. Not a lot of people like history. You know, I liked certain parts of history, but there's only so much you can learn, right? Because it's history. Yeah. But when you invest your time and your curiosity in something that is present, something that is now, yeah, it'll just take you down a journey and you can learn about it for the rest of your life. It's yeah, one, so cool. Yeah, one thing that I also would like to share that I realized and, and also I think I said that on one of my podcast interviews as well is that it's really not enough that you're a book smart, but you have to be life smart. Because yes. book smart is like, you know the terms, you know the concepts by the book, by heart. You memorize all its definitions or terms. Yes. But when you became life smart, you use or apply those terms or concepts that you learned from the book and from your school into real life situations or scenarios. You know when, how, and where to apply those knowledge of yours into real life settings. Like may it be your work, your field of profession. Yes. So that should go hand in hand. Oh yeah, no, it's so true. I've met so many people from uh, from university and they were like very smart people, but they were just so dumb when it came to just street smarts or so dumb when it came to just like life skills. They cared nothing. Um, they cared about nothing except education and about like learning the book and learning the ins and outs of, you know, their field of expertise, which, you know, to a point is okay, but you also need to, you know, know how to be able to translate that you know, into conversation. You need you need to know how to be able to translate that, you know, in, in other ways rather than just regurgitating information. Yeah, it it's is so a struggle true. at first because um we we oftentimes wanted to learn more about the book by book, by the book and not into like how to apply it so just a tip like when you're studying you also take a pause and think like okay i'm studying this one well how it will be beneficial to me in the long run or in my future career how can i apply those terms in the books in my future field of yeah. specialization and that will also prepare you as you face the real life after after college or after studying to face like for example your career or your work you mm -hmm. know where and when to apply those concepts that you it will not just be in your mind saying to other people, oh, this is how the term works, but you can also apply those ones and it will save you, especially on challenging times at work or mm -hmm. even like in whatever career you wanted to be in. Yeah, true. Um, so if I can ask this, how long have you been living here in the States? Um, I'm going to be, I think, um, two years. Two years? Yeah. Awesome. Going to two years, I think. Well, first, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, because I recently got married. That's yeah, why, yeah, yeah. So true, true. I uh, transferred here because I <laughs> got married, and it's also a struggle to you know change of environment, change of culture, mm -hmm. change of time zone. You know, yeah. I struggled with the time zone because there are times that I'm really awake in the evening because 
um, the evening here is morning in the Philippines, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a struggle of changing the the, the time zones. And yeah. but you know, we do things for loved. So yeah, exactly. I uh, I sacrificed my career there to, to be <laughs> here with the person that I love, and I'm I'm happy. Good. Things are going well. <laughs> Good. So yeah. Um, so you, you, you mentioned culture a couple different times, uh, throughout the last like 15 minutes or so. I'm kind of curious, what is, what would you say the culture is like here in the States compared to the Philippines? Well, I think, um, well, in terms of the things when I'm talking about culture, maybe about different kinds of perspectives, different, mm-hmm. um, aside from food, because, you yeah, know, true. um, <laughs> but in terms of food culture, like is in the Philippines, rice is a staple food for us. So mm-hmm. we, um, have rice morning, afternoon, and then evening. Mm-hmm. So, um, here in America, most of you guys, I think wanted to have more bread, pizza, burger, or, um, <laughs> some stuff like that. True. Yeah. So um, I'm learning also, though pizza and burger is also present in the Philippines, of course, but we do, we don't do it like every time we mm-hmm. want it rice, really. So it's like, it's a good thing that I'm learning that one. At the same time, the culture, maybe um, it's so hard to define like what really the cultures are. What I'm saying about the culture is maybe like kind of perspectives, the kind of food culture, maybe how time, how things are so fast-paced here. Like things are very fast-paced in terms of like work, in terms of things you do. Maybe let's say um, the simple thing in like um, the grocery stuff because in the Philippines, um, let's say in a grocery store, people we have this people putting things in, uh, putting our the items that we bought in the bag and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You see in different aisles and different products, there's people assisting you or having like, you know, they call it um, salesperson. Mm-hmm. So here, when you enter into the groceries, then you see that you'll be the one packing your own stuff at the end of the cashier sometimes. Yeah. That's just like little things like that, but yeah. which is very fascinating and very good and interesting because you learn something into um something about it. You see different people with different perspective, different walks of life. There's beauty and diversity. So you get to see how they act. They see like how they they talk to you in terms of like um, traffic or transportation in the Philippines um, public transportation is really helpful so we use public transportation um, trains um, cabs like Uber also as well Mm -hmm. but here um, not much of public transportation all people have cars so they do drive so I need to learn how to drive (laughs) so maybe that's one thing because I'm really good at public transportation because it's easy it's easier for me at the same time it's really it's really good and safe to use public transportation in the Philippines so yeah that's also the thing about it little things like that that encompasses culture will really help you boost your adaptability and flexibility in different situations Mm -hmm. which I'm really thankful and it's a struggle at first because you know changing transferring or moving from one country to another is really not easy it's hard Um, you get to 
life belt to put behind the things that you've been, you know, change. Sometimes yeah. people don't like change because they're scared of what it, what will happen. Mm-hmm. But change is something also that you look forward to because there's growth and learning out of it. I get more independent because I get, um, you know, living my comfort zone in my home country and then my family, I get to be more independent. I get to um, value more um, family and moments and times. So I think that's that's the beauty in it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that, I think that's well said personally because, uh, like I said, you know, I've, I've been able to travel around Europe, you know, a good amount of Europe and a little bit of Japan. And even just going through, you know, the, you know, however long it is that I've traveled, I've seen, uh, you know, just how influential their cultures can be. Yeah. Uh, and just how impactful it's been on my life to be able to break out of the mold, you know, that we here in the United States have been, uh, you know, accustomed to that we have grown into. And then, you know, being able to see that, you know, and for example, in Japan, they're all just so nice, regardless of what's going on. You know, they're very kind. Mm-hmm. They're very helpful. They're very um, personable. You know, it doesn't matter about what your age is you know like i've had when i was in japan i had old people you know helping me they'd be like hey you know like are you okay i was like yes i'm very good thank you very much you know like because i was lost or something like that and so uh just to you know see the differences in culture to see you know their outlooks on life to see you know just how they do things in general i just feel like is so vital to a lot of people especially those that grow up in the states because the united states is just so segregated in terms of um being a part of the world we're just so enclosed in our bubble. There's not much that you can really do besides grow up with a phone in your hand, in your face, and a screen. And then you just you you don't understand what it's like to you know go into law like you or your, anything like that, or to, you know to know what it is to grow up in a strong family, or to know what it is you know to be kind to people and be nice and respectful or whatever it is you know because we're all just so ingrained in this very self-absorbent, selfish, narcissistic lifestyle. So it's it, it, I, I say all that to to say I agree with you. You know the the whole culture, <laughs> the idea of culture is just so different here compared to other places. It, yeah, it, cul- culture is um uh culture doesn't just belong to like for example the traditions. It's it beyond also can be deal with food, with perspectives mm-hmm. and outlook in life, and that's also what I'm I'm looking forward to learning more about the cultures because you learn something out of it. You okay. realize a lot of things, and you go you it also it's also gonna help you um build your own outlook or mindset in life, and you also realize a lot of things. So. Yeah. No, 100%. I I totally agree with you in everything that you've said. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've talked about like, well, let me say this, you know, with the form that uh, I asked you to fill out, I said like, what is anywhere, if you could live anywhere, you know, coronavirus aside, you know, coronavirus is eradicated, (laughs) hopefully in the future, where would you live? And you said Switzerland. So why Switzerland? Oh, Switzerland, because I, I um, kind of like, aside from the beauty of its nature, because um, it's actually, um, I don't know if it's my wildest dream, but I'm hoping like, you know, when you're thinking about the long run or when you get old, I, I wanted to work in the head office or the mother office of intellectual property. I'm sorry, it goes oh, back again to wow. intellectual property. It's the World Intellectual Property Organization. So it's oh. like the mother of all intellectual 
intellectual property offices in the whole world. So um, that's the main um, office. So I wanted to live there so that I can also work there. <laughs> but it's it's just like a dream. Like maybe yeah. aside from the chocolates and aside from the culture <laughs> and also like the sceneries, it's also the main reason why I wanted to go and live in Switzerland to work there because yeah. um, I've been attending a lot of their trainings online, a lot of mm. their certificate um, courses, and I, I'm so fascinated about how rich and very um, useful all their lessons or their databases or their trainings, and I'm really looking forward to meet the, like the people that um, lead there, and then I said, okay, I'm gonna. I wanted to visit, even like go to the office and look at look at how wonderful and fascinating intellectual property is. So yeah, that's the reason why I write it. No, that's that's really cool. And and I will say this: I thankfully have been to Switzerland. It is a beautiful country. I have never seen anything like it, <laughs> and I have never seen anything uh, like it, it's beautiful. Uh, but I will say this: when you do go. At least when I was there, I would assume that it's still there because I don't see why it wouldn't still be there. But there's this uh, website that you can go through, and I want to say it's part of the government. I, I'm not too sure, but you, you can look it up. There's a website you can go to. You can buy a pass that will get you unlimited travel, day or night. Of course, you know, it, it. Like, let's just say if the bus or the train or the boat or whatever it is, if it's government-sponsored, and it's running, you can get on it, but it's this pass that you buy for however much it is um, for three days, five days, seven days, or 10 days, I think is what it is. Could be wrong on that. They probably might have changed it, but you can get that pass and you get unlimited transportation. And it is the best way to travel Switzerland. I was able to go through, take a train throughout most of the country. Holy crap, it is beautiful. It is That's insane. Nice. And so <laughs> Thank I, you for the advice. So it, it, like, let's just say if you were to go tomorrow, definitely make sure you get that pass. Even if you buy five days worth of that pass and you're only there for four days, it's so worth it. Because to be able to try and like, I'm not sure where I'm going to go, you know, I, I need to make sure I can get. The, no, no, no. They just get the pass and you can get on, get off any time. It is the way to travel. And I will not emphasize this enough. It is the best way to travel. Because when my wife and I, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. We were, um, we, we took a bus from Germany to oh, Zurich, wow. Switzerland. And so when we got to Zurich, I was like, all right, you know, like, what are we going to do? We had the pass and everything. We were able to take buses everywhere. And then we took a train going all the way to uh, the Matterhorn. And then we took a train uh, to a, a ski town That's just because we could. It, oh, my goodness. You have to do it. It is so good. If, if anyone is like, man, where do I go? If you don't go to Switzerland, like, you're dumb. You have to go. It, it, I will say this though, it's really expensive. It is very expensive, but it is 100% worth it. You just made me like an increase my well, my wanted <laughs> interest in going to Switzerland. And because of that advice that you took, man, I'm gonna try to explore that one in the just to even to visit because oh, I'm so worth it. I'm like happy right now with the with the job that I have and with mm -hmm. um, the things and also the travel restrictions. I'm not yeah, happy with yeah, that yeah. one, but yeah. Thank you for that. I would take note of that one. And I will ask also like communicate with you if ever we plan already to go in that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you travel it like 100%, like no, no lie. Like if you are ever looking to travel to Europe, like let me know and I'll try and give you some suggestions based on the places that I've been. Be more than happy to do that for you.
Yeah, that's also the beauty of podcasting. You get to meet people, you get to communicate, have networks or connections, and also yeah. like exchange ideas and advices about certain things. Yeah. So speaking of podcasting, what a great segue. Uh, what is <laughs> what is your podcast about? Tell me a little bit about what it is and where I, where I can find it and whatnot and just kind of give me a little rundown of what uh, what the name is and all that stuff, what it means. Yeah. Thank you. So the <laughs> podcast is called Life Talks with Aubrey Nicole. Basically, I started it this year as well, like early May. Mm -hmm. It Because I have this idea, okay, it's um, quarantine time and we're on lockdown that time. What can I do to help and reach more other people? Again, like helping other people, yeah. but not just academically, but also in different aspects of life they have. So I made this um, podcast called Life Talks with Aubrey Nicole, wherein I get to give them advices about life love relationship um studying academic self-love self-improvement traveling or friendships and i know that um in one way or another they can relate to it these are like the 10 things that you need to do and um i put like 10 things you need to do then the 10 things that you need to learn or the 10 things that i realize because it is something relatable and relevant i know that um i wanted to to share and also to share what of my experiences, what my realizations and learning. At the same time, I wanted to reach out to more people that wherever you are in the world, you can um, go in the podcast and listen to that one. Share your stories if you wanted to inspire more people to share your story and be a living example of how you surpass challenges or adversities in life or you wanted also to give advices. At the same time, I also invite different people coming from different countries, different walks of life sharing their stories and sharing what they learned about life in totality mm. so you can find it in spotify anchor fm google Podcasts, um <laughs> apple Podcasts, or whatever other on um, podcast platforms so and also we have a support group wherein you can go oh. on the on the facebook support group and people can ask advices talk about the topics they want and people can share and exchange ideas share advices and talk about um um, any problems that you have because you know in these times of need and in times of pandemic it's also a good way for people to support one another to help one another even yeah. in giving advices or being there for them so that's it no i it's funny that you say that because i remember when i was so i delivered for amazon right and um when i was in my truck i was driving around and instead of listening to music i listened to podcasts because while I love listening to music, there's only so many times I can listen to, you know, songs before I'm just like, I want to listen to someone talk rather than someone sing, if that makes any sense. And so I was sitting in my van and I was mm -hmm. like, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. It would be kind of fun to do one. Like, what can I do? What can I contribute, you know, to maybe the world to kind of just like, like, uh, if I want to create one, like, what could I do? And then I came up with this idea. Uh, I actually kind of stole it from someone. Uh, they have one that's more, they really, this person, he, he does the same thing I do, except he doesn't ask questions. He, he just like literally lets the conversation keep going, <laughs> which is fine. Yes. I, I'm not saying that that's bad or anything. It's just, I like to be able to kind of, you know, delve a little more into mm -hmm. the guest's life, you know, like for example, when you filled out the form, you know, you said uh, you're you went to legal management in college and now you're taking up master's in law. And I was like, man, I really want to know more about that. <laughs> and so I pretty much skeletonized his idea and I came up with this. And so it's kind of funny that you say that you started years back in May because I think I started mine in like 
July or something like that. I oh, can't I remember. started it recently, just this May. Yeah. So I am I'm kind of like um, starting also to learn. It's a good thing to learn also, like mm-hmm. the tactics, how to do the podcasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And interviewing more people and doing posters and stuff like that, like sharing um, yeah. different topics. And I learned a lot from the podcast guests as well. When yeah. they said about something or give advices about certain things, it makes me also realize it gives, it shows me another um, perspective about life that made you also think, oh, yeah, why is it that I didn't realize about that? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Those- no. Yeah, it's so true because there have been so many times that I've been talking with people and just like the small little things that they say, it, it makes such a big impact on me because I'm like, I have never thought about it like that, you know, or I've just, I haven't thought about that in like 10 years or whatever it is. So it's so cool to, you know, talk with people who are just so, I, I don't want to say different because that's definitely not the right word. People that, you know, you might not, of course, talk to. Like, I, I probably never would have spoken to you, you know, if you didn't fill out this form. And I, I feel like <laughs> it's kind of fair to say, but like, because, you know, you filled that out and I was able to, we were able to have this conversation. I've learned so much. You know, I've learned so much about law. You know, I've learned a, a good amount about culture. You know, I've learned a good amount about you as a person. And that's just so cool. You know, the 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 main reason I wanted to start this was because I like learning people. I like to learn how they think. I like to understand why they think the way they think. I like to, you know, learn from them, whether that be, you know, them talking into me or me talking into them. I just like learning. I like understanding people. I like the psychology behind it all. It's so cool to me. It's so fascinating. Yeah, and thank you also for giving me the chance and oh, also about sharing my ideas. Um, I'm not just like a disclaimer. I'm not giving like legal advice. I'm just sharing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, 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 I yeah. forgot to tell that one on the first on the first few like minutes. But no, yeah, I'm yeah. just sharing what I learned and what um I've read and based from the experiences that I have conducting those um trainings and con- uh, be also being in some trainings. But it's so good to share that one because you can open people's minds and say, oh my gosh, I need to also do precautionary measures or i also need to protect my own intellectual property because sometimes maybe i'm so happy to share it to the public (laughs) and i don't know if people are infringing or gaining something out of it already without me knowing so yeah no it's good and and i just want to say this if you ever want me to star on yours i'd be more than happy to do that yeah i'm actually planning to since i think is it recording right now so i have a proof that you agree (laughs) that you will (laughs) yes yes it is right now (laughs) So you agree that I'm going to um, interview you and invite you also in yeah, my podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Just send me an email. Um, so so here, this is what we'll do. All right. Um, I'm not ending this, by the way. I'm just I'm just saying this yes. so then you know. Send me an email with everything that you want me to put in the show notes for you. So you know, like your anchor link and anything else that you might want, you know, like yeah. your Facebook group or whatever. And then also in that same email, kind of give me a little rundown of how you would kind of conduct things and then we'll move forward from there. Does that sound good? Yeah, that would awesome. be good. At least you said yes awesome so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask this one last question um and this is something that i like to ask everyone because like i said the whole premise of this podcast is to learn from people you know i like to understand them i like to you know kind of just know how your brain works I, i like all of that and so one thing that i ask everyone is i want to know what the like most impactful thing um like a piece of advice the most impactful piece of advice that you could give to someone would be and it doesn't have to be about um uh, legal stuff it could be about life it could be about culture but like what is the one piece of advice that you would want to pass down 
So um, I think this this actually branches out to two, but the first one that I wanted to tell people or give them an advice, which also I think I mentioned in my podcast, you should always remember that it's not the speed that matters. It's the direction and progress that counts. So what do I mean by that one? You know, each one of us, our progress and development may appear as in different levels, different stages, ways, or views. So no matter how big and small our accomplishments each day, we have to celebrate and appreciate ourselves for it. Because right now, when we scroll social media, we see, oh, people, oh, at such a young age, he's so, he's so um, successful, he's an entrepreneur, or stuff like that. And we get to get disappointed and question ourselves, like, at my age, why is it that I haven't achieved anything yet? You don't compare um, your progress or development to another. We have to make sure, and also to keep in mind that there is no deadline for our dreams. We have mm-hmm. our own pace and time. Mm-hmm. We don't compare our pace and success to others. We don't um, distract ourselves by seeing people that are so successful at such a young age or at a certain age. We should maybe use it as inspiration, but always keep in mind that um, we have our own timing. We have our own um, way of how to pursue to our dreams and we should focus on our dreams and be on track and then that also leads to my advice that no matter when life gets tough and rough always remember to just hang in there and follow your dreams it is not an easy journey but nobody said it was easy all they said it was worth it so yeah Yeah. that's it that's really good you know, I and, and I say this half, I, I say this a lot, but you know, I, I do feel that people need to hear something like that. You know, it, it's so we as a you know we as a um, a human body, I'll say that you know, like we as humans, we are really bad at forgetting some of the basic things in life because we're so consumed with whatever it is that we're consumed with. And so for you to be able to say your dreams never end, you know, just keep pushing. Like, I, it, it's so true. Like, don't compare yourself. It's okay. You know, I'm 26 years old and, you know, I'm just now starting this podcast. But yet there's people who have been doing it for 10 years and they're still younger than me, you know, and and they're so much more successful. But it's like, you just keep pushing. It's all good. Time is time is an illusion all right you know it's going to keep moving forward but it's not going to keep moving back so you might yeah, as well just do your it. dreams are valid yeah. your dreams are val- keep on dreaming keep yeah. on um being on track on the dreams or the goals that you wanted to achieve at the end of the day it doesn't matter about other what other people will say about you what matters is what you perceive about yourself and you always have to believe in yourself in reaching all of those dreams and goals because one day you're gonna just figure it out oh my gosh i'm all i'm almost within my dreams or i achieve already my dreams yeah. through the help of um my positivity perspectives and at the same time the learnings that you have so take one step at a time baby steps at first be patient and we have our own pace and time and timing in reaching our goals yes so true Awesome. Well, I want to end it on a really good note, and that was a really good note. So, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here, Aubrey. This was a really good time. I did honestly learn a lot about intellectual property, and I and now I have to look learn more about it. I have to look more into it and try and educate myself because it's. I'm very glad interesting. you like it. You like <laughs> the, the topic. Yeah, it was it was really really good. So thank you so much again, and I and I do want to apologize for taking so long to be able to find a time that worked out for us. Like no it went worries. back and forth for like two months just trying to figure something out. So I'm glad that we were able to finally yeah get finally and talk. Yeah, it, it yeah, and I enjoyed. It. It's fun. 
I also like how um the I've been listening to your podcast also, and oh, I learned you. something out of it. I learned from um um Haley or Paul episodes and stuff like that, yeah. and I like it. I I learn a lot. That's the beauty of podcasting. You get your listeners the chance yeah. to learn because every day is a new day to learn yeah. and to realize things. So thank you also for giving me the chance to share what I learned and um the things that I'm passionate about in your podcast oh thank you for listening that's that's very kind of you i appreciate that and i'm glad that you could learn something that's also that's also really good so. <laughs> yes awesome well uh thank you again don't forget to send me that email you know with yeah, stuff I that will. you want and whatnot and um and then we'll kind of go from there when it comes to your podcast yeah, I will definitely going to send you an email. And again, thank you so much. I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great week. You know, I hope that the week down there in California is great for you. Nice and sunny and it's not too cold and everything. I hope it's a, a good week for you. Yeah, you too. And yeah, stay safe. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome, man. I honestly didn't realize that there was so much crap that goes down with the law. I mean, like, I kind of had an idea, but like I said in the episode, excuse me, I had to swallow. Swallow my food. I'm kind of like, I, I was halfway eaten through that, by the way. Like, I got home, and then I had to click re start recording almost as soon as I got home. And then my wife brought in food, and I was like, ah, I should probably eat it. So, um, But there's just so much when it comes to law. And like I was saying, there is... A thing about learning law in school that you really don't fully grasp and understand until you really care about it. You know, especially with me being, you know, I do the podcast, you know, I stream a little bit outside and whatnot. There's so much that I need to educate myself on, especially when people are cracking down on that law. So be safe out there with the law. And uh, thank you already again for, for doing this. This was really, really good. I had a really good time. for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. If you feel that this was something that deserved your time, you really enjoyed it, or even if you really disliked it, please rate it however you see fit on whatever platform you're on. If you think you know someone that would love to be a guest on an episode, please send them my email address. That's acrossthepondpod01 at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. You can also connect with me on Twitter at kingservant. That's K-1-N-G-S-S-E-R-V-A-N-T. I want to thank Mark for making the logo for me and for the Black Couch label and solo artist Ollie H for making the music. And I want to thank you, the listener, for being here and giving this about an hour of your time. Really do appreciate it. Tune in next Sunday for another episode of Across the Pond.